Well, welcome back to our Hopeful Series podcast. We are now on episode two of the Hopeful Series. Nick, did you enjoy last week's episode? Oh, yeah, it's good fun, mate. Always good fun. Yeah, now last week we didn't have a guest. Um, we were talking a little bit about what hope is. Uh, this week we've changed up. We've got our first guest of the Hopeful Series. Come with us. on. Who have we got this week, Nick? Well, we have pulled all the stops out this week. We've got the one and only Nate Benger. Nate, how you doing, mate? Good, thank you. Good to uh, good to speak to all the uh, alive youth and everyone listening to the podcast. Brilliant. Well, Nave, just in case anyone of our guys doesn't uh, know who you are, although you were down with us in October, I say it's up with us from where you are, but you're with, uh, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about, about you. Why would Nick and I invite you to come and talk, to talk on the podcast? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. actually. I'm not sure why you'd invite me. I can't answer that. Um, but uh, I'm a, a youth pastor and pastor from a church called the Icon Church, which is a ground level church in Chesterfield, Sheffield, Derby, Rotherham and Stocksbridge. And of course, in this season online as well, uh, which is uh, so fun. Uh, so, yeah, so I've been doing that for like 11 and a half years now. Can you believe it? Wow. Amazing. You don't look old enough. I say, Nick, have you been alive 11 and a half years? Yeah. I haven't I haven't found a grey hair other people say they can see it but I haven't found one so I haven't got any greys yet <laughs> not even from lockdown no no not yet brilliant oh, that's good I, I would have been I would have been in year seven then when you started off now how does that make you feel um very young <laughs> Still, still look like you're in year seven as well <laughs> yeah even though he's trying to grow the tash yeah. Connect, yeah. Beard, connect. Yeah, no, it, no, it doesn't. And there's no I've, beard. Got, I've got just three patches. <laughs> Brilliant. Nathan, how has um how's lockdown been for you and you guys? Yeah, it's it's been good. Been good to spend um more time with. Uh, I've got a six year old son, Zion, so playing football, and um, it's given um my wife debbie an excuse to say you need to sort the garden out so i've sorted the garden out though i did uh, i did cheat and pay a few people to come and help me with it basically they did all the work right um but yeah so yeah lock, lockdown's been good frustrating because you're not able to meet people not able to turn up at church all of that um but it's had blessings as well amazing yeah that's good um, hey, one of my um, favourite things that I've been looking at, do you follow Stuart um, Bell on Instagram? Yeah. Stuart's been doing these lockdown cookery sessions. Have you seen any of them? I have seen them, yes. Yes. <laughs> um, we're, we're asking, we're, uh, so we've got a, a podcast recording with him in a few days' time. Um, we're asking wow. everyone to give them a suggestion of what they can cook. So like, what, what would you want to see Stuart and Irene cook on lockdown cookery sessions? I want to see him use some like weird ingredients like haggis. Yes. Amazing. Like a haggis. And he has to then find like a bottle of iron brew or a can of iron brew to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to go 100%. Have you, guys, have you guys ever had haggis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was all right. Yeah. It's not too bad. Not too bad. It sounds worse yeah. than it tastes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there we go. I'll, I'll, I'll take that to Stuart and Irene when we see him next. Haggis. Ask them to cook some haggis. Haggis, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> well, Nathan, something else we've been doing on our podcast is we've been asking our guests uh, if they could tell us an embarrassing story from their childhood. 
So just wondering whether you've got anything you could tell us, or even maybe from your um, from Zion's childhood, or from maybe a youth that's done something ridiculous at youth, um, just anything that could entertain our young people. Yeah, so it's not from childhood. It's actually around youth. So I was, uh, I was in Spain speaking at a youth conference, and uh, obviously in Spain, one of the afternoons, you go to a water park, yeah. and... Uh, and so I'm up on, you know, with the 16, 17, 18 year old Spanish lads up on this like water slide that's the, you know, it's called the rocket or something like that. It's meant to be super quick. And I watched this couple of the lads go down it and you're on like a rubber dinghy. And I watch a couple of the lads go down it. I'm thinking it's not that quick. I've got to sort this out. And it got like little jumps in it. So I'm thinking every time I come up to a little jump, I'm going to pull the rubber dinghy up and to go faster. Well, I did that. And as I'm going down, I'm thinking, I'm showing these Spanish lads how to do this. Okay. I'm doing it. I get to the bottom and there's the landing pool, but the landing pool doesn't have an end. It just like merges onto the pathway at the end. And because I was going that fast, I literally skimmed across the water out of the landing pool and I had to tip myself off the rubber dinghy, ripping my leg to bits like cutting my leg open, like I had to do all that. And then I had to get, uh, Elias is his name, he's a youth pastor over there. I had to get him to check because I had split my shorts all the way down the back. <laughs> and I'm not joking, the pastor's wife of the church was stood there as I came down and I'm like, I can't turn around and see, has anyone got a towel to cover myself up? <laughs> so yeah, that was it. Funny, embarrassing moment. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I've, I've seen those water slides on holiday before and they are crazy. Yeah. Like, I yeah. was always a bit scared to do them, but yeah. I feel like I've seen like the meme version where someone comes down and does kind of what you did, but they do it like really slick and then they just stand up and they just walk off like amazingly. That's what I saw in my head, Matt. <laughs> in that like that. <laughs> amazing that's brilliant I, I love hearing these stories we've had so many I'll be honest now what, my best one so far we had one of our uh, youth pastors uh, live told us about uh, a peeing story uh, where they slept walked and peed I think that probably tops the bill for me so far that was um, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah but tearing tearing your shorts and legs to bits on, on a slide is pretty high as well in front of church people as well right? yeah. yeah well let me I'll just add this, that I skimmed across the water and I was going to skittle them all. <laughs> so I sacrificed myself for them. You know, <laughs> that like Jesus moment, I sacrificed myself for all of those people that I was going to skittle. Yeah, wow. come on, preach. Deep. Preach it, mate. Preach. Deep. Come on. <laughs> well, seeing as, seen as you've taken it deep, Nathan, I suppose we can move on to the, uh, the main part of uh, today's discussion, I guess. Obviously, we're here, we're talking about hope at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. Um, so today, we're kind of focusing on um, what the Bible says about love and grace and how that mixes um, with, with our hope and our hope in our lives. Um, so we've got two Bible verses that we're focusing on to sort of bring that discussion in. So Nick, do you want to just take us through the Bible verses uh, and then I'll ask you guys some questions? Yeah, yeah. So um, first one is from 1 Peter 1.13. I won't read all of it, but um, the key part of it says this, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. So set your hope on the grace. And then Psalm 33 verse 18 to 20 says the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him and on whose hope is in his unfailing love 
Um, and um, yeah, we can go on to read um, a bit more about that. But um, yeah, there are two focus verses really for, for this one, talking about how our hope can be on the, the grace of God and on the unfailing love of God. Brilliant. Yeah. Thanks for that, Nick. So, um, Nick, I want to start with you, I guess, just to sort of build us into it. Could you kind of explain to us specifically what, what is our hope in? What does it mean to have our hope in, in that unfailing love? And what does that kind of mean to you? Yeah, I, I mean, um, it, it's amazing. These two verses tell us to where to set our hope and where our hope should be fixed on grace and on unfailing love. So, so instantly, because like I like to go to, so what shouldn't I set my hope in? I shouldn't have set my hope in like the despair or the mistakes or the problems, but actually I'm setting my hope in grace, which is this unmerited favor of God. We would, uh, you know, it's this grace of Jesus that was willing to come for each and every one of us. And so that's where I set my hope is that actually I have a future because of this unmerited favor of God, this grace of God that he sent his son, Jesus. And, uh, and so I'm putting my hope in the person of Jesus, in what he's done for my life. And it's that unfailing love that mixes with that. You know, there's the, you know, probably most famous Bible verse out there in the world, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. It's that love, it's that unfailing love that no matter how far away we feel from him, that actually we can set our hope in that unfailing love that he accepts us, that he's for us, and that he sent his son Jesus to die for each and every one of us. So, you know, like my encouragement, our hope really has to be set in Jesus. Yes, in his grace, in his love, but it's in the person of Jesus. Yeah, that's good, man. That's great. Love that. And I guess kind of that gives us a real clear, clear picture of, of what it is, or I guess who mm. rather than what, right? Um, but... Mm it's easy to say that I think it's easy to go oh yeah it's clearly this like here's what it says in the bible but actually how do how do we practically actually aim for that uh, what can, what things can we put in our lives or in our practices or in our routines that enable us to say actually not I'm not just saying that's where my hope is I'm actively living in a place where it shows that that's where my hope is yeah I, I mean like like most things in the bible just like hope most things are easy to say uh, and harder to live out yeah. and you know it's the it's the same it's 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 with hope it's how do, how do I live this hope out and um, you know I talk about our hope is in Jesus and so you know we would talk about reading our bible and being in our bible and worshiping but, but I think there's something that builds our hope that I think is really important that maybe we miss in modern church but would have happened in the new testament church and if you're unsure of those terms the old testament is before jesus new testament is jesus and then the church being built and in that new testament they wouldn't have had you know like matthew mark luke and john to read that early church that very first church wouldn't have had that but they'd have had the stories and they told the stories to one another of what jesus did but they were also telling the stories of what Jesus was doing right there in that moment. Mm. And I, I think one of the incredible ways that we can practically set our hope on Jesus's grace, on who he is and what he's doing for us, is actually by telling the stories together, you know, right. together in a small group, your connect group, whatever that looks like, and tell the stories. Here's what Jesus has done in my life. And I, like I know that my hope gets built 
when I hear, you know, Nick and Matt's story of where God's at work in their life. And, you know, it helps me set my hope on Jesus that he can do that for me and he can, he can do that for every single person. And so, you know, I want to encourage people, one, to look out for those things where Jesus is at work, but tell the stories as well. Yeah. And let's build a community that actually builds hope together because we're telling the stories to one another. And it's the way the church was built. It's the way the message of Jesus went viral in those early days. Yeah, that, that's so key, isn't it? And I, I think always a challenging question that I ask young people, but I'm also asked myself by people who I look up to is like, what is God doing in your life at the moment? Uh, like not just what has he done in the past, like that we can read about in the Bible, but what is he doing at the moment? And I think, yeah, like you said, like telling those stories is like just a really great way for to, to, to spur each other on towards the like putting our hope and our faith in God even more. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so on the back of that, what if like, so let's say a young person is listening to this and they're like, yeah, that's great. I've heard about stories of, of, of this person and, and God encountering this person. Or I've heard great stories of Nick saying he did this or Matt saying he did this. But I, I, I haven't got those stories in my own life. I don't feel like I'm seeing that practically in my own life. I can't understand that love or that grace in my own life. How can that young person start to develop that and maybe see it more, but also believe it more, I guess? Yeah. I, I think, you know, just like um, our, you know, our you know, journey with God and it's all relationship. We talk about it's all relationship. And so for me, you know, there are moments where even when I hear those stories, there can be moments where, you know, human me, you know, flesh me can say, oh yeah, it's all right for them, but what about me kind of thing? We can say those. And I think that's where I then need to communicate with God and pray with, pray to God and, and to ask him to, you know, kind of give me this hope and uh, to know that, you know, like he's got the best for me. I like to say it like this to some of our young people and even to our church. I always say this, God's doing more in the background than I can see in the foreground. Mm. And, uh, and so I'm going to set my hope on that grace and that unfailing love, because I believe even though I might not have a story, I, I, I'm going to put a faith in that God's doing more in the background than I can see in the foreground but I'm going to pray and I'm going to talk to God. But then I'd, I'd also encourage any young person, and I think this is key for any young person who's journeying out faith, is to get alongside people who you can ask those questions to as well. Uh, you know, like, you know, connect leaders, youth leaders, whoever it may be. Get alongside those people who can help you journey out those questions. Because I really believe that sometimes we can get stuck in our own heads and we can go around in a circle and it can be like, Oh, that's never going to happen for me. But actually when I get around other people and they bring their perspective and they help me to understand what I'm feeling, then I'm able to move forward in my relationship with God a whole lot easier and a whole lot more than I ever have before. So talk to God and get around people who you can talk and ask the questions to as well. Yeah. Amazing. So good. I guess um, just one more scenario then, just to see, I'm just trying to think about where our young people might, might, might be. What if, so completely different, we've got a young person, but actually they, they do feel that, they see those stories, they feel like they've got the stories themselves. But what would you know, either of you guys say to a young person that is in that place where they've got those stories, they feel confident about their faith and 
that understanding of grace and love, but they don't have the confidence or the ability to actually tell those stories themselves, uh, either to mm. their friends, family, or just sort of bring it out even within, within the youth group. Mm. Um, how would you encourage those young people to start to speak about that hope a little bit more? Yeah, I, I, think, I think the first thing to do is to get it out. And that might not be speaking, that might be writing. So you might get a notebook and you just write it down. I know, you, you know, your pastor Stuart Bell has got notebook after notebook of prophecies and, mm. you know, words from God and what God's done. And I, I know my pastor, who's my dad, Paul, he does the same. He writes down stories because we ask the question, where's God at work amongst us? And as we're telling the stories, he's writing them down because, you know, it's so important. But I would say to a young person who might, you know, I, I'm not sure I'm, I'm struggling to share it. Well, write it down. Mm. And then the next step from that is why don't you just show that to your youth leader? Why don't you show the one of the stories? Hey, you know, I think this is where God's at work in my life. Cause sometimes we can question it. Was that God or was it coincidence? Mm. Um, we can do that, but I, no, I'm going to write it down and I'm going to go to my youth leader or, you know, someone I trust and say, Hey, read this. I think that's a great, you know, it would be a great starting point for anyone who might feel a bit timid, a bit shy, a bit like, I don't want to speak. Well, you know, it might be a start just to write it down. Yeah, yeah, I totally go with that as well. Like I do that often as well, just write down stuff that God's doing. I think it's important to know what to share and what to keep to ourselves as well because like there'll be some stuff that um, like God is doing that, I think that we, we need to kind of almost have secrets with God that are just kind of like in jokes with me and God, like that we can, we can just communicate about. And it's just me and him that know about that. Um, but then there's other stuff that, that will encourage other people that I think are the great ones to share. And if you can't vocalize that, yeah, write it down, find some outlet to communicate that in a different way. Um, if you don't feel confident just vocalizing it because not everyone's going to go up to the front of church on a Sunday and grab the mic and go, Hey, come on. I want to share this great story about this answered prayer. Not everyone's like that. So, um, yeah, I think we've got to work, just, just work, do what works for you. That's what I think. That's great. Well, Nathan, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. We really appreciate you giving up your time uh, to be with us. We actually spoke a couple of weeks ago um, and we talked about things, the important things like food. Um, Nando's has since opened. Have you, have you been? I haven't. No, it's my birthday next week. So I think I'm going to save it until my birthday and go and get a Nando's. Come on. Amazing. Amazing. We, Nick and I are going to get one together on Thursday of this week. We're looking forward to it. We're going to get it ordered to the office and everything. It's going to be great. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Well, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. And hey, guys, if you're listening, uh, don't forget, we've obviously, uh, we've got our um, inspiration coming out on Instagram TV on Tuesday, which will be from one of you guys. And also we've got connect groups throughout the week. So if you're not joined in with a connect group yet, please do send us a message on Instagram at We Are Alive Youth and we will get you connected into one of our groups. Uh, but we hope you have a great week. We love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. See you later.